You're listening to Why the Gospel, a podcast dedicated to the truths and ramifications of the gospel of Jesus Christ, as well as in-depth interviews with pastors and church leaders. My name is James Norris, host of Why the Gospel. Thank you for joining us, and please remember to subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast. Today's episode is from our series called Song Sessions, a series designed to highlight great congregational songs, both old and new, that help us point to the truth of God's Word and minister to one another. We take a look at the history of the song as well as the truths in Scripture the song is based on. It is our hope that these song sessions will help us all to think on a deeper level as to what the song is saying and ultimately help us better worship our God, whom we are singing to and about. This episode is being published right before Halloween, and the date October 31st also happens to be Reformation Day, as on October 31st, 1517, Martin Luther, the German monk, nailed his 95 theses to the doors of the All Saints Church in Wittenberg, providing the spark to the Reformation. In light of that holiday, we are taking a look at what has often been called the Battle Hymn of the Reformation, a hymn written by Martin Luther himself, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. A Mighty Fortress is Our God is a song with rich history that you may already know quite a bit about. However, I think there will be a few nuggets that you may not have heard before, and if you aren't aware of the song's history, I know that you will find it fascinating. As mentioned, it was written by none other than Martin Luther, the famous Protestant reformer. Luther wrote what was titled Disputation of Martin Luther on the Power and Efficacy of Indulgences, later to be known as his 95 Theses as he objected to the sale of indulgences by the church, which were essentially the church granting forgiveness in exchange for money. Luther recognized that forgiveness and salvation was only God's to grant, not the church. The theses were quickly translated from Latin to German and widely spread throughout Germany, and quickly throughout surrounding European countries as well, thus providing, as many see it, the spark of the Protestant Reformation. Martin Luther wrote over 30 hymns and wrote the compositions for most of them as well. It is said that even J.S. Bach was inspired to write music for the church by the writings and melodies of Luther. The song is based on Psalm 46, with the key verse being verse 1, which reads, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. It is believed that Luther wrote the hymn between 1521 and 1529, with the majority of opinions placing it in the latter part of that range between 1527 and 1529. The earliest we find it in hymnals is the early 1530s, though there is record of it appearing in hymnals during the 1520s. However, those hymnals are unfortunately believed to have been destroyed during World War II in the bombing of Dresden. Though it has been called the Battle Hymn of the Reformation, one such copy from 1529 has a heading that reads, A Hymn of Comfort. I find this fascinating as Luther had had some personal struggles during this time in addition to opposing the Roman Catholic Church. His second child and first daughter, Elizabeth, was born in December of 1527 and died just six months later in May of 1528. It is thought that it could have been from exposure to the Black Death Plague. Maybe Luther found comfort in the truth of Psalm 46 during this time and wrote the hymn as a result. Other theories of origin include one that suggests it was written as a tribute to Luther's friend, Leonard Kaiser, who was executed in 1527. 
A theory of earlier use was that it was sung by Luther and his companions as they entered into the 1521 Diet of Worms. As a side note, Worms is a German city, and Diet means assembly. In other words, the assembly at Worms in 1521. The hymn has been widely translated from its original German language, with one source I found citing over 200 languages have a translation of the hymn. Our own English language has had many translations of its own, with various usages across denominations. The first English translation was done in 1539 by Miles Coverdale, with the title being translated, Our God is a Defense in Tower. Another translation in 1722 rendered the translation, God is our refuge in distress, our strong defense. The most popular translation used in Protestant denominations outside of Lutheran churches, as well as in the United Methodist hymnal, is the 1853 translation by Frederick Hedge, which yielded the first line as, A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Even yet, another popular rendering begins with, A safe stronghold our God is still and is from a translation by Thomas Carlyle. Interestingly enough, most Lutheran churches in North America do not use either of the popular Hedge or Carlyle translations, but rather use a translation from the 1868 Pennsylvania Lutheran Church Book, which has the first line as, A mighty fortress is our God, a trusty shield and weapon. Or from the more recent Lutheran Book of Worship, done in 1978, which yields, A mighty fortress is our God, a sword and shield victorious. Many of these translations seem to keep the overall meaning, and I'm sure that whichever version you are used to is the one that speaks to you the most. For instance, I could never imagine singing any version other than Hedges, as A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing, is all I have ever sang. Although, I must admit that a mighty fortress is our God, a sword and shield victorious, has a valiant and powerful ring to it. As a musician, I find the most fascinating bit of research on this hymn to be that the most common tune currently sang differs from the original tune. What we mainly sing today is an isometric variant of the original, more rhythmic tune. For example, today you will mostly hear... A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Whereas, while keeping the same translation, the original more rhythmic tune may have sounded like this. A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. The second most fascinating thing I found on this hymn is that it is found in, obviously, Protestant hymnals, but also Catholic ones and even Mormon hymnals. The Mormon usage is an adapted one-verse version, and it clearly omits the references to Christ Jesus. The hymn has been used in choral cantatas, orchestrations, organ settings, and many other musical pieces composed by Bach and many others. As mentioned, the hymn truly has a rich history, and we've only begun to scratch the surface. Should you choose to research it further, you will find a great variety of its usage over the last 500 years. Of course, what truly has kept the hymn in use is the powerful truth it boasts. I'm going to do a quick adaptive read of the four verses, more of a summary, and I think it will help the overarching theme to stick out. Can you find it? 
Luther begins by stating that God is a mighty fortress who never fails and that he is our helper even among the perils of life. But we have an enemy who he calls our ancient foe who is seeking to work against us. And not only that, but that enemy wields great power and hate and that there has no equal on earth. This begins to get bleak, but Luther continues writing that if we confide in our own strength against this enemy, our striving would be nothing but a loss. However, with Christ Jesus on our side, the striving is not loss, as he, Christ Jesus, stands from age to age, and he must win the battle. Luther turns back to stress that the world is full of devils, threatening to undo us but asserts that we will not fear because God has willed for his truth to triumph through us. The ancient foe he cited in verse 1, Luther now reveals as the prince of darkness, but states that we do not tremble in fear of him, as we can actually endure his rage through Jesus Christ. Luther finishes the hymn in stating that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and the gifts are ours through the one who sides with us, which again is Jesus Christ. The ending is a beautiful resolution to rest in the mighty fortress that God is, no matter what earthly trials come upon us, that goods, family, life, and body may be fleeting, but not the abiding truth of God. And finally, the hymn ends with a reminder that His kingdom is forever. I'm going to play for you now a full version of the hymn, and since it is rather easy to find the traditional arrangements, which have been done hundreds of times by many great choirs and are amazing, amazing versions of the song, I'm going to share with you a more contemporary version as done by Heartsong Cedarville University. You can find the full citation of this recording in the notes of this episode along with other sources. Also, before I play it, please remember to subscribe, like, and follow this podcast, as well as rate and review it, It truly does help. Also pray that this will be a blessing to many and share it with anyone who you think can be encouraged by it. You can always reach us at whythegospel.org and I hope that you enjoyed this song session. And now, A Mighty Fortress is Our God as performed by Heartsong Cedarville University. Right man on our side 
the men of God's own choosing. You ask who that may be, Christ Jesus, it is He, the Lord of hosts, His name, from age to age the same. And He must win the battle. striving would be 